Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. Honestly, the sweeper is brilliant. Really, really like the sweeper. Who's in the sweeper? C. Thomas Howell and uh, Jeff Fahey. Mm. And he also produced it. Apparently, he's assistant producer Jeff Fahey. I don't What's know he why. been in? Yeah, I've heard he's been, exactly. I don't know why he's fucked around with this. Yeah. Uh, my favorite film is Body Parts, actually, right. where he has an accident and he gets different body parts. Um, I, think, I can't remember which one he has. It might be an arm. I think. I think he might have an arm. We all have arms, Ken. <laughs> yes, but he has a transplanted arm, <laughs> and. Uh, it turns is it, out. Is it like um, the bad guy from Spy Hard? He's got loads of like ladies' arms. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> no. He, um, and it turns out that all of the body parts were. Oh, it might have his legs. I don't know. But anyway, all, the, all of the body parts were. Um, they belonged to a murderer. And now oh, the murderer no. wants his body parts back. <laughs> what is he, like a fucking, just in a papoose? He's in a wheelchair. No, he's, he's just in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> it's Rutger Hauer from that fucking... <laughs> oh, from Blast. From Blast. No, um, fucking good film, so shut up. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Bad Movie Cult. My name is Dominic Lawton. I am with Kenby Wilde. Oh, yes. Uh, today we are covering the 1989 film Society. For Bill Whitney, I've never been paranoid. Fear plays a large part in family life. I feel like something's going to happen, and if I scratch the surface, there'll be something terrible underneath. He's afraid his sister. Could you zip me up, Billy? Is not what she seems. thinks his friends are out to get him. Make waves, Whitney. You're gonna drown. People are what they are. Now you have to learn to accept that. He's about to find out the truth. <laughs> so why, why are you guys doing this to me, huh? Boy, you've been living with these people all your life and you didn't know anything about this? It's far worse than he could ever imagine. If you don't follow the rules, Billy, bad things happen. Now, some people make the rules, and some people follow the rules. It's a question of what you're born to. You never were one of us. You know, you really deserve what's going to happen to you. You're officially dead. Don't go home, Billy. No, 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 no. Bill Whitney is about to become one. Showtime, Billy! With society. <laughs> Who are you? Let me give you a hand, Bill. <laughs> In Beverly Hills, what you fear is only the beginning. Anything for society. <laughs>
This is directed by Brian Usner. Anyone who, who knows horror will know that name. He's uh, He directed Bride and Beyond Reanimator. I think he produced the original. Uh, he did Silent Night, Deadly Night 4. Return of the Living Dead 3 and the, uh, both of the Dentist films. He's pretty synonymous with Stuart Gordon. He, um, he produced the reanimator. He produced uh, From Beyond and he also wrote From Beyond as well. Uh, dolls, Stuart Gordon's Dolls. Have you seen that one? The film or yeah. his collection of dolls? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes I have. I'd say what I also wrote, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Really? The film, yeah, and Stuart Gordon. They both had a oh, hand in, in creating that film. Isn't that, that is odd? Yes, yeah. I'll tell you what else he produced. The Giver. Remember Mark Hamill? Oh, yes. Do you know who directed that? No. Screaming Mad George directed that film. Really? They're they're buddies. Yeah, they're they're all buddies, aren't they? Screaming Mad George has done a lot of stuff with Brian Usner, and he did this, actually. He did all the effects for um, Society. It's alive! It's alive! So this film stars Billy Warlock, who, um, if that even is his real name... Uh, famous for Baywatch and is the son of the even more preposterously named Dick Warlock, a stuntman <laughs> who was in Halloween 2 as Michael Myers. Yes, and a, uh, a sexual magician, one of the most powerful, <laughs> the, the Dick Warlock. <laughs> yeah. And as we said, screw you, my George, he, uh, he did Big Trouble in Little China, he did the makeup effects for that, he was he did some makeup effects on Predator, um, two Nightmare on Elm Street films, he did Dream Warriors and Dream Masters. Um, both great. I think like it, that's the Roach Motel one, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Dream yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he took inspiration from Salvador Dali. Um, <laughs> screwing my George, and uh, I looked up the paint because this is all on Wikipedia. I looked up the paintings that he took up, and you can as soon as you see these paintings, you think, yeah, <laughs> this is the the monster thing from the end of society. It's uh, autumnal cannibalism, soft construction with boiled beans, uh, <laughs> aka premonition of civil war. And of course, Ken's favourite painting, The Great Masturbator. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I'd imagine there's a few out there who also appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a little bit of backstory on the fucking nutcases that made this film. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a difficult film, really, to describe. I'm not sure. I don't think I'd recommend it to people, to be honest, because it's, it, it's stuck with me. <laughs> From the very first time I saw it, because I go in, uh, went in without knowing anything about this one. I just watched this uh, once because it was, uh, I think it's a 15 now. It was rated 15. Obviously, it was rated 18 back in the good old days. And um, that was good enough for me to watch any film that was rated 18 if I could get hold of it. And I watched this and uh, didn't expect at all. It's one of those where if, if you already know, it's still horrible, but you know. Whereas I went in without knowing and uh, really did, really did mess with my head. Still does. Watched it again recently for this, uh, for the podcast. And uh, no, no, (laughs) I just don't like it. You, I remember you messaging me saying, I can't believe this is a 15. (laughs) It's outrageous that it's a 15. I'm not watching this with me, son. I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Tell you that right now. The film opens with Billy Warlock, 80s mullet, sports vest. Oh, yes, very sweaty. Yeah, he's, uh, he's wandering around the house at night, gets a, gets a knife out. Yeah, can hear, hear laughter. Can hear just uh, sort of uh, laughter from another room. Uh, sinister laughter, really, because uh, obviously it's night and we get close-ups of him and he's sweating and it's uh, some sort of scary scene is being set. 
There's a, there's a lot of sweating in this film. Yeah. Um, anyway, the lights come on in the house and the mom's at the top of the stairs and finds him walking, right, uh, sort of cowering in the corner with a knife in his hand. Yeah, it's just his mom. Yeah. That, that, that's that's what he's, uh, he's discovered just by his mom turning on the light. I don't know why he didn't do it, really. Yeah. <laughs> but there, there you go. Anyway, that's, uh, that's the opening scene. So something's not right with Billy Warlock. Yeah, I think AKA. his name is Billy as well, isn't yeah. it? So, yeah, so it's, it's easy enough to uh, remember for him. Billy Whitney is his name. Um, we get uh, another shot, which is the th- uh, therapy session he's in with his therapist, Dr. Cleveland. And basically he just says that he's scared of everyone, even his um, therapist. He says he thinks that something's bad's going to happen and then takes a bite of an apple. This this film isn't subtle with the, the sort of subtext and the, the imagery and... No, he talks about just scratching the surface and finding something bad underneath. He then takes a bite of the apple, and the apple has worms in it. <laughs> so yes, yeah. instantly. Yeah, as instantly as explains it. what he's saying. Yeah, so and it, that's like that all the way through the film. You get hit over the head with with all that sort of stuff, um, and that's it. That's literally the end of the scene. And then we get the the choir song, which is the theme tune. Yeah, which is is it's just horrible. The opening credits are horrible. Yeah. I didn't I didn't even like the opening credits. It just freaks you out. <laughs> Yeah, the, the background as well. I mean, if you're watching this for the first time, you'll have no idea what's going on in the background as the, the credits are rolling. No, it's, it's just like undulating slime things. Just, yeah, you don't even know what it is. It's just horrible, really. I, mean, I think it's what Screaming Man George thinks when he closes his eyes at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he used to just be called George <laughs> until he started thinking of things like this. <laughs> Most people, if they give themselves a nickname, it doesn't really stick, except obviously you. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> hey, that's my real name, man. But uh, screaming mad George, um, he came up with that himself, and so everyone calls him it. And fair enough. It's alive! It's alive! Uh, we get the shot of the the mansion that Billy lives in. It's a fucking nice house. He's um, he's playing basketball outside against his uh, geek mate, I guess. Milo. Yeah, I actually thought he looked a little bit like a cut price Corey Hain. Yeah, I can see that as yeah. well. Yeah, so uh, that's uh, and he's playing a little bit of uh, b-ball and uh, somehow manages to slam dunk, uh, even though Billy Billy Warlock's about like five foot three or something. I don't know how big, how high he's got his basketball ring, but I tell you, Billy Warlock sounds—he sounds like Emilio Estevez, the voice. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't he, he? He could he could almost have been him. Maybe yeah. maybe that was a casting decision. I, I was watching a, an interview with Billy Warlock, a recent interview about this film, and he looks the same the same age. Is it like, like the hair. Karate Kid? Yeah, like him. He's not aged at all. Yeah, <laughs> actually, exactly. I was watching it. I was like, fucking hell! All these just cut his hair short because it's like eighty nine. That's, that's a thirty shame. years ago. <laughs> that's a shame. You have kept the mullet. Yeah, he should have. Yeah, uh, Blanchard um, <laughs> turns up. Uh, the sister's boyfriend, yeah, his van, his van's just parked up, but uh, nobody saw it arrive. Even though it's parked up where they're playing basketball, so you'd have thought they'd have noticed that earlier or seen him turn up. But uh, <laughs> no, nope, they just suddenly see the van. Yeah, and um, Billy calls up to his sister. I can't actually—is it Jenny? His sister. I can't remember what her name is, but he shouts up to his sister and says that Blanchard's here, and she says to tell him to get the hell out of here and he says okay yeah she leans out the window just in her underwear 
Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. And then she goes in and starts trying to dress on for a coming out party, which everyone seems to be fine with. That's the name of it. What, is that an American thing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, what, what the hell is it? Is it just turning 18, I guess? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> like a bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I don't really know what that is either. Yeah, and uh, it looks, and then she <laughs> she looks through her, her clothes. Uh, there's a little creepy peeper. Yeah, it's Blanchard. Blanchard, and it's a bit of an odd way of trying to talk calmly to her. Yeah, he says, "No, wait, it's not what it looks like." Even though he's hiding in her closet, watching her get undressed, which is pretty much one way to see that. Yeah, he then adds adds to that by jumping out at her and throwing her to the bed with her mouth covered. It's like, you're yeah, not really handling you know, this You much. know, just to calm her down. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's usually how I do it as well. Yeah, luckily our hero Billy's there and throws him out of the house. Yeah, I don't really know how he got up there that quick because he was outside, she was upstairs, it was a massive house, but still, there he is. And this is when Blanchard says that he knows something weird's going on. Obviously Billy, you know, he's in therapy for this sort of stuff, doesn't seem really that bothered by him saying that. So he just kicks him out of the house. Which is that when we meet the dad? Oh yes, yes. The parents, parents just come home. Um, I don't know where they've been. It looks like some sort of tennis club. The way they're dressed. The the dad is just it played really well. He's fucking horrible, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's a creepy bloke, isn't he? Yeah, he's horrible. Just the way he looks at people and stuff. The the mum, uh, she's kind of uh, I don't know, sort of like too much makeup kind of thing. Doesn't really look like that guy would marry her. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the same with Blanchard and the sister. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Blanchard's just this fat, sweaty mess, and uh, she's quite an attractive lady. The sister asks Billy to zip her dress up, and that's when we, we get the first visual effect. Her back sort of pulsating, and it's sweaty. Always sweaty. Oh, yes, got a bit of a sweaty back. What is, what is it she says? Well, I'm not going to take another shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he says it's uh, very, very moist. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he doesn't say moist. And then he basically says that he's got a basketball game, so he won't be able to come to a coming out party. Yeah, because five foot three basketball stars, you know. He's a star <laughs> star player, by yeah, the sounds of yeah, it. Yeah, his uh, registration, the registration on his little Jeep uh, <laughs> is, hoops. in fact, hoops. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that cute? Yeah, <laughs> Billy Hoops Whitney. <laughs> Something wrong? Uh, no. no, it's just uh, a little damp, so... Well, I'm not taking another shower. Um, then we get some sort of class debate. Um, looks like Billy Billy's running for the, the class presidency against some fucking geek <laughs> called um, Marty. And there's a cheerleader on stage who's played actually by Heidi Kozak, who was in Slumber Party Massacre 2, and yeah. I think one of the Friday the 13th. Yeah, I, I write that down, yeah. She basically just plays a slot. She's uh, yeah. She usually does. She's actually she's actually really good. I actually really like her in this film. I think her she's better in this. Good. Yeah, Slumber yeah. Party Massacre too. Um, that's that's an awful film, yeah. but very very funny. Yeah, uh, and I think in that they they uh, it's a, a girl group and they do a a rock song that they're practicing. <laughs> it's bloody awful. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's where I recognise her from. Just that bloody awful song montage in uh, Slumber Party. Yeah, and uh, as I say, she's. Um, I think she is one of the best best things in the film, to be honest. She plays this role really well. And she's sort of geeing up the crowd as a cheerleader on the stage. Uh, there's a girl in the front row who working with Marty by the looks of it. Yeah, yeah. She, she's with uh, Marty's friends. Um, all, all of them like proper proper prim and proper kind of guys. Uh, High society. Ev- ev- everyone else all whooping, whooping and hollering. Uh, like you know, because there's no teachers involved or anything. There's you know, no no teachers go to these debates to keep everyone quiet. I uh, wouldn't. 
<laughs> no, but it's just weird that all the kids are still there. Yeah. If there's no, if, you know, yeah, no one's why, making why would them. they all still be there? Yeah. <laughs> if it was a choice of not being there, you'd take that one. But uh, yeah, yeah, he, he, Billy, Billy goes in with uh, all of his comments, uh, a bit of his little quips. Everyone laughs and jokes, and uh, Marty's very by the book. Um, so uh, he's he's made by, well, he's been made to look like a bit of an idiot. Yeah, uh, the the girl uh, uncrosses her legs, gives yeah. us the Sharon Stone basic instinct shot. Well, not quite. Not not quite. No, because no. she's wearing underwear. Yeah, but it's enough to confuse Billy Warlock. Yeah, he's never seen the like of this. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> he 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 suddenly forgets how to speak. Yeah, as you, <laughs> which, as you, which is fair enough because I I mean I enjoy that bit. Uh, his girlfriend, the cheerleader, slams a book on the desk. Yeah, I don't know how she knows that what's going on. To be honest, because yeah. she's sat like in a row behind or something. She's sat she, way behind. Yeah, I don't but, know. but she can she can still see what's happening. I don't know how Billy even hears the book slam, to be honest, but there we go. And, and Milo, actually, he's, he's copping it at the rifle. He's, he's riding the uh, the coattails yeah. by, by also being able to see this. As he does the whole film. And Milo's the sort of adjudicator, isn't he? At the, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know why. <laughs> no, I, mean I don't get any of this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this must be an American thing because there, no, there was none of this shit in, when I was in school. <laughs> no, I think teachers nominated anyone than ours. Yeah. Kids didn't have anything to do with it. It's not a goddamn popularity contest. Yeah, it's not. Pretty. Although, obviously, it is. <laughs> yeah. Which is how Billy's doing so well. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Hoops. And obviously, uh, he just takes the piss out of Marty's clothes and calls him a geek, which wins him the popular vote. Yeah, that's bullying. <laughs> yeah. That's how that works. I mean, just imagine everybody walking around in those idiotic clothes like Marty over here is wearing right now. The next shot is him just turning up at the therapist's office again. And he just tells us that he won the debate and he won the big basketball game. Yeah, and he uh, he eats an apple this time. He, he takes what a is bite it with him a, an apple? He takes a bite of an apple. There's no worms or anything, but then he just puts it back, which I thought was disgusting. Yeah, I don't Look, know if you noticed that, but I was thought, no, what's he doing with that? He just he takes one takes one bite and then just puts it back in the bowl. Well, I was I put, why does he keep eating the therapist apples? I bet the therapist is like fucking hell, Bill. It's probably the only reason he's got the apples. Yeah, just for Bill. Yeah, yeah, and he basically starts whining again. He says his family don't like his friends. They don't like him. And he thinks that he's adopted. The therapist says, you know you really deserve what's going to happen to you. So just straight away, there's no sort of... Yeah, I wonder what that means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh well. And then we get our first mention of the the name of the film, which is constantly mentioned. He says, you'll make a wonderful contribution to society. That's society. That's what he says. Society. It's the name of the film. Yeah. Yeah. Clever. That happens a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, A they lot do of people say, yeah. say society. What? Society. Oh, yeah, yeah. In this film. <laughs> it's alive, it's alive! Next shot is a shower scene. Yeah, again, very unusual for this brother-sister interaction that's going on. Um, Billy, Billy's looking for some suntan lotion. Uh, and I always keep my suntan lotion in uh, in other people's shower rooms. In your sister's <laughs> bathroom. Yeah, I make sure that uh, I've only got one. One bit of suntan lotion, just the one bottle between the entire family. And uh, it's a very, very small bottle, uh, easily lost. And you just have to look for it every time. And if someone else has used it, you have to go and find it. That seems to be what he's done. He's lost it. Yeah. I mean, and this sounds kind of clunky the way we're going between each scenes, but there's a, there's an interview with Yuzner and he, he says, because the first time director, he says that it is clunky, this film. There's lots of just scenes happening and then just straight to another scene without any kind of transition or anything like that. And this is another example. And 
basically he goes in as as Kenton said, looking for some suntan lotion, and he sees Jenny's in the it's sort of a frosted glass, isn't it? Shower. Mm. Yeah. And it looks to me like the top half of Jenny is facing the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah, she uh, you can see her face, but you can also see her ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you can, you can see her, her pixelated breasts. And yeah. pixelated by the frosted glass. He's not uh, he's not done that for decency at all. It's just because that's the glass. But why I don't know. I don't get why Billy was looking in the first place. I mean, he's he's seen the he's seen the lotion. He's gone for it. He's actually turned away from the shower, which is right. And uh, then, for some reason, he just turns to have a quick, uh, quick look, quick look at the old sister. Yeah, yeah. And then he has a longer look because, uh, say, she's she's half backwards, <laughs> ass backwards, some <laughs> yeah. would say. But yeah, very very unusual, uh, unusual of him to have a look in the first place. But uh, not as unusual as what he sees. Yeah, and then he decides even more startling. I suppose maybe I don't know. Would you do this? He no. opens the shower door. <laughs> no, you would not no, walk towards it. You, uh, you, you wouldn't get a closer look at all. No, you'd just leave. Yeah, because you, you just assume you're seeing things, to be honest, wouldn't you? You wouldn't, I better go and open the shower door yeah, of my sister. I, I best just have a little look. Yeah. <laughs> See if she's all right. Uh, and she is all right, as it turns out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's she's uh, She opens the door. She's normal. Uh, screams at him. Get the hell out of my shower room, you filthy perv. Well, I mean, she no, doesn't some, actually. Some, some like she doesn't actually. She doesn't actually seem that bothered. No, she's just like, "Oh, Billy, <laughs> yeah, not not again." When will you learn? Should have been right at home in a burial grounds family. <laughs> Giordano and fucking Peter Bark. What's wrong? I'm your son. Uh, he goes outside, and Bill's parents are out there looking at some slugs on a plate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a Vic yeah. and Bob sketch. Yeah, it's uh, it's exactly that. And uh, they've they've got the gardener to hold them up one by one with some chopsticks <laughs> for their for their viewing pleasure. And they're sort of laughing away, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they are. They say, "Oh, I like that one." It's it's unusual to hear it actually in a sentence without having seen the film. <laughs> <laughs> you just yeah, they're just looking at them. <laughs> They um they say to Billy about the party for Judge Carter next week. Yeah, yeah, they're very excited about that. They mentioned that quite a few times. About how maybe, excited? Maybe too excited. I wonder if there's something else going on there. I don't think so. No, that was, no, no, it all seems above board, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't it? think there's anything weird going on here. He goes into his car and uh, he sits on a Ken doll with a nail screwed into its head. He, throws, <laughs> he actually throws it up into the air, but it just lands back in his car. He, I think he's supposed to throw it out of the car, but he throws it just too high and not far enough, and it just lands back in the seat behind him, <laughs> yeah. which I thought was a bit weird. Well, he's, he's with Heidi Kozak at the beach. He ain't got time to worry yeah, about yeah. Ken dolls. Yeah, he's not worried about that. It's probably just kids. Yeah. yeah, you know, bit of harmless fun. Yeah, just messing about with hoops. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's at the beach with his missus, and she says that she loves him, but she only will truly love him if she gets an invite to Ted Ferguson's party at the weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we've all been there. It's a conundrum, isn't it? <laughs> anyone who's anyone wants an invite to Ted Ferguson's party. Yeah, he's the. Uh, he was one of Marty's friends, by the way. Who sat next to the uh, the young lady who opened her legs in the debate. Yeah, the, yeah, Marty's there with them at the beach, so I thought he was sort of the geek, but it turns out he's like the popular kid, <laughs> this little Wayne Zielinski-looking uh, guy. I, I don't know if popular, he's just a member of the, the clique. 
Yeah. I think. I don't know if it's popularity at all. Because I get this, the feeling that Ted Ferguson's like the, the big popular kid in school. Yeah, he's he's like the, the prep, the preppy boy, isn't he? Yeah. Who, and, uh, and he's... With, with his straight A's and... Uh, and all, all that business. He, he looks that kind of thing. He's got the jumper on, hasn't he, round his neck. Two kids attack them uh, with some suntan lotion. Yeah, I mean, after the, all the palaver of getting that suntan lotion, these kids are just wasting it now. Yeah, and uh, Heidi Kozak plays that really well. She's fucking livid. Yeah, he, he runs after them, you know, because uh, rightly so. He was having a bit of a kiss and a cuddle. And he gets that again because he's chasing it along the beach on his hands and knees. And he comes uh, across uh, some legs. Yeah, legs all the way up to the top <laughs> <laughs> of her legs. Oh, you're writing a song there. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a ZZ Top song. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> And it's uh, it's some it's that wo- woman from the uh, the debate, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. She's called Clarissa, um, and yeah, she she just she just squirts Billy in the right in the face with more suntan lotion, which I that would actually piss me yeah, off. Yeah, that would have really pissed that me would, off that as would well. Piss me off beyond the fact that she's attractive. It would just really fucking annoy me that she uh, she says, "Don't get too hot," and squirts <laughs> him in the face with it. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean it doesn't cool you down. Suntan lotion. That's not what it's for. No. It's to protect you from the rays. Not it's not doesn't you know it's not salad cream, is it? It's not mayonnaise. <laughs> Why do you put that on yourself to cool down? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After a sauna. Oh, you could have gone with anything there. You went with salad cream. <laughs> it's just because it's the same sort of like consistency, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> it's not an ice cube. Yeah, is that better? What the rapper? <laughs> yeah, it's not him. You don't put him on you. No. To cool you down. <laughs> no, you, you're right. You don't. No. There's uh, some really odd scene of him running headfirst into some Ooh, massive ice, woman. Oh, no, no. No, no, not Ice sorry, Cube. I thought we were talking about Ice Cube. No. <laughs> Billy Warlock, he waves at his, his girlfriend and then runs straight into a, a massive woman. Yeah, I, I've written down uh, that she's like Mongo from um, Blazing Saddles. Yeah, she that is. Telegram for Mongo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like that. That's that's who she reminded me of. She is very much like him. I actually didn't know whether it was a real woman, so I do. Apologize. I didn't know I do that apologize either, to the apparently actress. Apparently, it is. Yeah, and uh, it actually reminded me of uh, um, Delamorte Delamore, that guy in that film. Oh yeah, you know I'm on about. Yeah. I can't what his name is. I can't. He doesn't speak. Yeah, him. Noog or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, and then he heads over to Tony Ferguson's group, and. Um, Oh God! I mean, Billy Ted, Warlock. Ted, Ted Ferguson's just sat on the beach, just like just laughing. They're all just laughing. They're just sitting there laughing, mm. like Having a, a good time. It's a, it's a, yeah. I just, you know, it's a beach. <laughs> if you can't laugh on a beach, Ken, where can you laugh? You're right. I apologise. Carry on, Ted. <laughs> uh, Billy Warlock comes over and he says, "I hope you're not. Uh, sorry, I hope you're not bent out of shape. After all, I am captain of the debate team." <laughs> That's very cool, Bill, yeah. Yeah. So apparently in this alternate dimension, it's cool to be captain of the debate team. And a five-foot-three basketball player. With a mullet, yeah. And uh, Ted says, nothing you can do can bend me out of shape. It's a foreshadowing for later on, I imagine. Yeah, but at the time, it just means nothing. Yeah. (laughs) It's just a stupid thing to say. Um, And then Bill brushes it off, and um, Ted brushes him off by saying, nothing's going on this week. Because uh, Billy obviously says, "Is there any? Can I please come to your party?" Or, or yeah, but without without uh, without actually asking, just saying, "Do you know if any any parties are happening?" 
because you know we know that Ted's having a party, but Ted just says no, he doesn't. Yeah. Ooh, that's that's harsh. That's that's ice cold from Ted. And then he looks round to see that his girlfriend's gone. She's obviously seen this and uh, heard that Billy's not getting an invite, so she's fucked off. Yeah, I don't know how she heard that. Probably the same way she saw the other Clarissa doing her thing earlier. Yeah, she's telepathic or something. Yeah, she's not. That's not part of. The well, film. I, th- I actually thought that they ran quite a far away away when he went after the yeah, sun cream. But yeah. when he looks round, it looks very, very close. Yeah, unless he's got like um, binocular vision. Yeah, well, well, he is small though, so if he runs, it probably. Yeah, it looks not. like it's a lot further. Yeah. We get Blanchard again, turning up, sweaty mess. Yeah, yeah, good old Blanchard. With his briefcase. Yeah, come on, Billy, I've got something to, uh, something you've got to listen to, but let's go to the pier. Let's yeah. not stay here where we are. Yeah, and, and Bill <laughs> even, seems... Even, even though we're just on our own anyway. Yeah, and Bill seems to be okay with him after he broke into his house and yeah. peered at his sister. Yeah, well, Billy did it himself, so I suppose, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's something that most people get up with. Yeah, he admits to bugging the family house and his family are talking about some sort of orgy they're going to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't really like that bit either. No, uh, complete with, um, oh God, they're, they're talking about Ted Ferguson, aren't they? Oh Yeah, the, the dad, the dad's talking uh, about it and it's just, it's horrible dialogue, really. Uh, it's a first dinner, then copulation. First, someone of your own age, then us, and then the host. <laughs> it's like what? Yeah, and there's some 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 guy's voice as well complimenting the sister's tits. Yeah, oh, it's God. Ted Ferguson. Then it's like uh, the the wetter you get, the more you can stretch. Oh, is that the mum saying it, it, it's, that? Honestly, it, it's it's horrible. It really is. It's just uh, stop that. Yes. And, and this is this is his parents that are talking about all this stuff that, uh, <laughs> that about he's what's listening happening, to. Yeah, about what's going to happen to the sister. He's listening to this. His parents talking about his sister, and it's yeah, it's just not right, is they, it? They've earmarked Ted to be her first. Apparently, is what they're talking about, and then it d- d- devolves into what Ken's just read out. Yeah, the hotter and wetter, the more you can do. It's oh. just oh, come on. Yeah, and that's I say that's the mom saying that shit. Yeah, it's just it's just quite nasty. It's image images. It's only people speaking, but the images that conjures up. <laughs> yeah, I, I say it's worse than anything you could see, but no, it's not. You see worse than that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, the the dad finds out that uh, there's a microphone. In, it's not not that well hidden, is it? That <laughs> the microphone that's on Jenny's earring. It's fucking massive. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like the microphones we're using. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls off with pliers and it's about an inch long and she didn't notice it was stuck in her ear. <laughs> yeah, and it's, uh, it just sounds like a sex tape as well. And yeah. they just play it back. It's just horrible. Yeah, and he's, <laughs> it cuts to Billy looking out to sea <laughs> with the wind blowing. He's looking, he's thinking. and then He's thinking, I, I wish I was in Baywatch. Whilst listening to his sister shagging Ted yeah. as her parents watch on enthusiastically. Yeah. Fucking hell! Uh, so yeah, and basically that they, they find the the um, the microphone, and the, the dad says to the judge that this is going to be Blanchard. They already know it's going to be so. Yeah, Billy takes the tape to his shrink. Anyway, he, he takes that there and uh, just leaves it with him. Yeah, the shrink says he, he has no intention of listening to it tonight. Yeah, and somehow manages to talk Billy into giving him the tape. Well, it, it, to be honest, he actually doesn't. He says you can take it with you if you want to bring it back tomorrow. Yeah. It's Billy that insists. Yeah. 
Yeah, you kind of think clever, he, he, it's clever. Yeah, he talks him into it. Um, yeah, Heidi Kozak's back. She's unhappy that Bill hasn't got them the invite. Just pretty much brushes him off when he starts telling her about the what he heard on the tape. She's not interested. She just wants this invite to the party. Yeah, so they just say maybe we should see other people because that party invite was the very, very basis of their relationship, <laughs> it would seem. The glue that kept them together. Yeah. No party invite. No sexy, sexy. Uh, for young Bill, she uh, she splits up with it. During that, there's a, there's a shot behind Billy's shoulder, and it's just her doing this monologue of breaking up. She doesn't blink through the whole scene. <laughs> well, like Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That must be where she got it from. Um, yeah, he goes back to the therapist who plays in the tape, and uh, when he hits play, the the conversation is totally different to the one that he heard. It's just a normal conversation, nothing at all about uh, what we heard earlier i was going to mention it again but i'm not going to yeah and then we get some more sort of talking about society and you know class structure you know bullshit and paranoia from billy and uh yeah just 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 your basic your basic stuff recapped over yeah and then bill decides that he's going to get another copy of it from blanchard yeah so he arranges to meet blanchard see you there right there right there at this specific point at that specific time as he's on his way there, he, he finds Blanchard's van. It's it's crashed. It's crashed. There's an ambulance. There's police cars. There's uh, poor old Blanchard. Yeah, body's being put into the back of the ambulance, and uh, Billy asks the EMTs if it is Blanchard, and they ignore him. <laughs> yeah, and then he sort of just wanders around the accident scene, yeah. looking at stuff. Yeah, the only, only to be him. told by a policeman that that's exactly what he cannot do. Yeah. <laughs> but they did let him do it for a good couple of minutes first. Yeah, he tries to take the, uh, the the recorder, doesn't he, that's empty. Yeah, he tries to take the little tape recorder, but uh, no no way, Jose. No, the police ain't having any of that shit. Um, and then back at the house, uh, at the beach scene, as he's leaving, Ted Ferguson says, uh, I'll send you a telegram, which I thought was him just being flippant. But no, he actually does send a telegram. Yeah, he, he, he follows that through. So, you know, fair play to Ted. Yeah. He ain't just whistling Dixie at this point. Who does Ted Ferguson think he is? Sending fucking telegrams out. He's a rich guy. Only the Queen sends telegrams. Well, yeah, rich. See, same sort of thing. Same vein. Yeah. He's rich, she's rich. Telegram each other. And it's, Telegram for Mongo. Yeah, the telegram says, Mr. William Whitney, you are cordially invited to a party to be given at the residence of Theodore S. Ferguson this evening, the 5th of October at 8pm. Cordially, and it's written... Ted the Tycoon Ferguson. That's <laughs> <laughs> some sort of cartoon character. <laughs> Cordially invited. Or wrestler. And then these parents say, just you know, just be careful with the drink driving. And they're probably pretty cool parents if it wasn't for all the incest and murders of ex-boyfriends, I imagine. Yeah. They also say, um, we know all about it. Oh, the, about yeah, Blanchard, because he's a bit upset about that. Yeah, we know all about it. It's terrible. Still, we're looking forward to the party. No, that's the end of that. That's, uh, yeah, they don't uh, give a shit, do they? Jenny asks what he's going to wear, and, and Billy says, what to the funeral? She says no to Ted Ferguson's party. So, mm. yeah, and then we, we actually cut to the party, and it says 80s as they come, this party. Yeah, pool party. There's a pool. Uh, there's a gazebo. Um, everyone's just dolled up. 80s style. Yeah, big there's, big hair from the ladies. Uh, some, well, some big hair from the guys, isn't it? Yeah, there's some pop synth going on. Uh, on the on the DJ decks and uh, 
there's a there's a lot of rolled up suit jackets and t-shirts mm, yeah miami vice style yeah there's a lot of that um sort of girls in bikinis with big hair as ken said and then we see the flasher girl and uh again this is where we find out she's called clarissa and she turns up and she just sort of stares at him for a while yeah which is fine if it's her it's not fine if it was blanchard doing it to a girl mm. no well i mean i've been on both ends of that uh, <laughs> so yeah, I know exactly what it's like to <laughs> both be the starer and the staree. Yeah, it's a bit of a double standard that Blanchard can't get away with it, but this girl can. I think it's because they're in public, and Blanchard was hiding in a closet looking at tits. Oh man, the alarm! Oh yeah, <laughs> that was going off before I even said it. Well, I mean, if that's how you're going to judge it, if that's where the line's drawn, Ken, then I guess let it well, be. Well, that's so. what they said in the court case. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I'm, I'm just going on that. Uh, yeah, and they they have a little dance together, don't they? Yeah. And then cockblock of the week, Milo turns up. Yeah, idiot. He wants and to know that's, about that's after, that's after um, um, her the girlfriend's friend, who's just there on her own. I uh, don't know how she got an invite, and uh, the girlfriend didn't. But uh, she's there, and she she clocks them. She clocks those two dancing, dirty dancing. When you saw that girl, did you know that she was the friend, or was it just in the later scene that you? found that no, out. No, it was um, because she was sat next to her in the debate. Oh, okay. Yeah, because she's in the car with her later. That's yeah. it, because I was thinking, who the hell is that girl? No, Why no, she no. She, she sits next to her when she slams the book down. Uh, you used to see her next right. to her. That's, that's how I got that. Right. Yeah, so yeah, uh, Milo wants to know about Blanchard and then um, Billy. How the hell did Milo get invited? Well, I think... Uh, didn't how did she... this other girl get invited? I mean, what, what, how does he work his invites? Yeah. Ferguson. What's he doing? Well, that should be a spin-off, shouldn't it? We see Tony uh, Ted Ferguson's intricate it'll invite. Be the, it'll be the film pitch later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, actually, because um, we fucking need one. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> actually, Clarissa does say, "Milo, were you invited, or how did you get an invite?" I think it's her, or or Billy says it, and then um, Milo says to Clarissa, "At least I don't turn tricks to get my kicks." Yeah, not sure what he was on about. I was actually going to say. What does he mean? Do you speak eighties? What, what the hell? Uh, is he I, th- I think about? What he, uh, I think turning tricks. It uh, sort of relates to prostitution. No, really. Which I'm not sure what on what basis he's got that. Yeah, he's already told uh, Billy that she's bad news. Yeah, um, but I don't know why why he's now linking that to prostitution. I mean, she could probably make a fair living out of it. To be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I just I mean, Billy turned around and said that to her. Well, I mean, she's she's clearly got money, but uh, how she owns it, I don't. I just don't know. Yeah, Clarissa's offended by this and leaves. Yeah, but um, I'm sure she says, "Billy, you're adopted," and then just walks off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she says it before Milo turns up and thinks, "Bill, you're adopted." That's what I honestly I rewound it. As she well. says a lot of she, fucking she, weird she just, shit. She throws that in there, and it, just everyone ignores it. <laughs> Makes it sound like as she's like, like off screen. <laughs> oh, as yeah. She by walks. the way, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she walks off and goes into the gazebo. Yeah, and there's a chance for Bill to have sex, so he forgets about all of his troubles that he's had throughout the film so far, and just leaves Milo to go and find her again. <laughs> yeah, and when he enters the gazebo, you'll never guess who's just sitting there like King Dick. <laughs> It's Ted Ferguson again. It's just oh. sat in a gazebo. I thought you were going to mention the girl next to him who looks like Axel Rose. <laughs> He's got the big ginger hair. He looks like Axel Rose from Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, she looks a bit like a, one of the trolls. Yeah, the she? troll from dolls. The, from yeah. the popular series. 
Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Ted's just sitting in a gazebo now. His own party, He's just in a gazebo, sat down whilst everyone else is stood around him. Yeah, <laughs> what a way to live. Yeah, what a party. Yeah, sitting there like King Farouk, yeah. as a friend of ours <laughs> once <laughs> once told us. Yeah, living that life. <laughs> uh, Bill wants to know what happened at Jenny's coming out party mm. and uh, the the dialogue here. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he he literally did ask for it. Yeah. <laughs> First we dined, uh, which is nice. Yeah, that was pleasant. And then I fucked your sister. Mm. I said, turn, turned it down a little bit there. <laughs> then everybody else got so turned on, they fucked her too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, so, you know, that, that's, that could be classed as fighting talk, <laughs> almost, <laughs> to, to offend someone's sister in that way. And then he also uh, admits to causing Blanchard's accident. Yeah, so he just ran him off the road. He calls him Bagel Breath Blanchard. <laughs> He's harsh, isn't he, Ted? <laughs> he knows he knows how to how to draw blood when it comes to the insults. <laughs> this is too much for Bill. He draws a line at Bagel Breath and punches. <laughs> yeah, all, all of that sister stuff is all right, but don't you dare question the breath of the, the dead Blanchard. Yeah, and Bill likes bagels, so you son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, he attacks Ferguson and hits him in the face, and he ends up being thrown in the pool like some weakling. <laughs> <laughs> like some pathetic shit. <laughs> God, just fucking thrown in with no effort. Yeah. He's just... And then they all just stand there laughing at him whilst he takes a really long time to, to come up. Yeah, he does, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure why. I'm yeah. not sure what he's doing down there. Clarissa likes all this, though, of course, and she, her first line is, wet dreams to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's weird. And then she says, want to go get soaked. There's a lot of water-based humour from... And he, he says that he's got stuff to do, which basically means he's going to go and have another fight. And she says, don't bother. It's his party. Billy comes back with a ridiculous line of, someday it's going to be my party. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, what? Yeah. She should really have just said, what do you mean? Yeah, because I don't know what he means. I don't think it's. I don't think it means anything. What he's saying. Yeah, that's but, like. But yeah, it's just it's just like a really stupid threat that doesn't make <laughs> any sense whatsoever. I didn't write that down, but yeah, I actually thought watching it. What the fuck does that yeah, mean? What's he talking about? What the hell is she talking about? Because when when they're in her room and she gets she gets oh, yeah, him on I'm the bed down as well. <laughs> she says, "Mean machine jelly bean to it." Yeah, she does. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. I think they're just trading, trading pointless dialogue at this point. Yeah. Then we get a a sex scene. Yep. Some sweaty sex. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not not happy about seeing Billy Warlock's ass crack. To no. be honest with you. And neither was he, by the sounds of it. Apparently, he he took the role, knowing that by the time they filmed that scene, he would have had he would have already recorded the, a lot of the film so they couldn't sack him and then he refused to show his arse like the, his full arse in the thing but she just, just shoves her hand right down there yeah yeah I didn't like it yeah I didn't like that at all <laughs> and then she starts sort of contorting her body like a, and it looks like she has like an extra hand comes round Billy's head yeah and yeah he, this, this this is another weird bit now you see you get, you're getting involved in a little bit of uh, sexy sex and uh, then this shit starts happening yeah he flies off the bed and he looks around and, and her, her legs are facing sort of the wrong way yeah it's a, similar to the shower but there's a there's a like a silk sheet yeah covering the uh, the vital areas yeah so obviously she whatever's going on Clarissa's a part of it uh, and Billy tells her, and she, she laughs it off. She says, "Oh, Billy, you're so sweet." 
I wonder when exactly you lost your virginity. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably about five minutes ago, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was probably just then. Yeah, I mean, she like, literally all of the lines from uh, Clarissa are just weird. Yeah, yeah, she she's an odd character. Uh, very attractive, though, so, you know. Apart, and, maybe maybe uh, suffering from uh, 80s eyebrows, but uh, <laughs> other than that. Is that a medical issue, is it? Other than that, it's fine. Uh, that girl from the party is then in the car with the girlfriend who's called Shauna, I believe. Uh, that's how I knew that it was the friend, but obviously Kent on the ball as always. That's me. Uh, they're just camped outside Clarissa's house. Yeah, yeah, that seems an odd thing for the friend to do. You do that to your friend. Billy's car's outside, you see, with the uh, hoops easily recognisable. Yeah, so that's how they know that he's in there, because his car's there, which is really stupid of him, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, would you would you do that? Would you take your friend to show him the yeah. car? I think girls would, yeah. Oh, right. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> sorry, sorry, girls. Uh, meanwhile, Clarissa proves Americans have a very odd way of drinking tea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've written this one. <laughs> <laughs> she says to Billy... How do you like your tea? Cream, sugar, or do you want me to pee in it? Yeah. And to be honest, that's I wouldn't be sure how to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, really. I would. I'd just say, uh, ju- yeah, just just uh, milk. Just just pee in it. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry, you go for milk. All oh, right, no, I'd, I'd say go on then. Is, is cream milk in America? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, because they leave the tea bag in when they have tea. It's very odd. That's not the oddest thing she said, though, is it? It's not the no, oddest just, thing she's offered him. Just talking Americans in general. Oh, right. <laughs> but, yeah. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Do do Americans always offer to pee in uh, people's tea? Or or is that just for this film? Right in. Let yeah, us yeah, know. let us know. Badmoviecallergmail.com Let us know, because, uh, I mean, as I mentioned with Shannon Elizabeth in a previous one, that uh, people may pay good money for Clarissa to do that in your tea. Yeah. It'd have to be a big cup. Wouldn't you think? Unless you can just depends turn it on th- and off like a tap. Depends how thirsty you are. I, well, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, because <laughs> the the cream or the milk, uh, that's that's just a tiny little bit. Yeah, it's not half a cup, is it? No, that's weird. It is weird. Yeah, <laughs> the, the girls are uh, they're scared off by the arrival of Clarissa's mom, who turns out to be the Mongo. The, the, yeah, the woman from the beach. Um, how the hell this is her mom? <laughs> we'll never know. No, no. Thankfully, we do never know. It, they don't bother telling us. It's just that that's it. That's how it is. Clarissa's mom's got a sort of fetish for eating hair by the look of it. She pukes some hair out. Yeah, a little hairball. And uh, hands it to Bill. Uh, so I guess she must like him. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's an offering. Yeah, yeah. But he's got some great hair, though, hasn't he? So it was a time of hair. Everyone's got big hair. Uh, yeah. She, um, she's got big hair. The mum. Yeah. Bloody stupid hair, but still. Yeah. Uh, Bill asks about her and uh, um, Clarissa says, lighten up Billy boy, drink your tea before you drool. Yeah, again, it doesn't make any sense. No. <laughs> I got a, a hard ticket to Hawaii flashback next. Oh, yeah, I got Because he gets into his little Jeep and oh, there's, yeah. a, there's a sex doll yeah. in, in the passenger seat. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if... Uh, Old mustachioed man from Hard Ticket has <laughs> stole it, borrowed his jeep. Well, it could be him because, uh, as pointless as these bits are, we don't know who's doing it. Yeah, uh, on closer inspection, it's got a Ken doll in his mouth. Yeah, the, the it, says, it says Bill. 
<laughs> it's got a little sticker just in case he wasn't aware that says Bill written on it. Yeah, and the sex doll's got the word Clarissa written on it, even though it's a blonde doll and she's a brunette. Yeah, it looks more like he's. So, you know, it's just his stupid. Misses. Yeah, whoever's doing this, if it is that mustachio bloke, I mean, he was, it, it, it was an idiot, wasn't he? So yeah. maybe it is him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, probably not. He was blown to smithereens, so. Oh, yeah, rightfully so. Speaking of the girlfriend, she turns up and bollocks him for sleeping with Clarissa. Which is fair, I think. Yeah. Although she did say, you know, we should see other people. Yeah, and spur no. with him. Yeah. But um, and then that's, that's women for you. The the last straw comes when uh, Billy brings the sex doll out of the car and she sees it. Uh, a bit of a comedy moment for you there. And uh, that's it. Then she throws her engagement ring or, I don't know. I don't know what it was. It's whatever Americans so something, do. Something. Yeah, what a commitment ring or whatever. Throws that at him and uh, off she fucks. Yeah, she certainly does. <laughs> so know. anyway, yeah, he takes the doll inside like you would. Take that in to show your parents. That's not the weirdest thing that happens now. <laughs> so, I mean, that's probably the most normal bit of the rest of the film, just walking in with a sex doll to show <laughs> your parents. <laughs> yeah. I would say that the fact that the next scene isn't the weirdest scene in the film is a testament to the minds of mm. Brian Yuzner and Screaming Mad George. Yeah, because I didn't like this bit either. Bill's family are on the bed, the, the sister and the two parents. The mum is in a negligee. Mm-hmm. The dad is in a silky robe and pants. Open robe as well. Yeah. yeah. His sister is also in her pants. Uh, and the dad is giving her a, a, a massage. Yeah, massaging her shoulders. Whilst the mom looks on. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not what you'd hope to see. Especially if you're carrying a sex doll. Yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> that's, that, that's not, that's not <laughs> calmed anything down, has it? <laughs> I mean, we always recommend that people watch the films before we, um, before you listen to our review. But if you've not watched this film and you're listening to us... It sounds like we're just pervs. We're just, <laughs> we're just making this up. Yeah, we've watched we, a porn we like film. It. Yeah, because we enjoy it. <laughs> the family are disgusted that, bring, <laughs> that Bill brings a sex doll in. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the weirdest thing. That's a really disgusting thing to bring into mom and dad's room. Yeah. <laughs> mom and dad's bedroom, that's what, she, that's what she, uh, the sister says. Whilst being massaged by her semi-naked dad, and then that is it. The mom that says you'll you'll make such a great contribution to society. Yeah, yeah. They they just mention it again in case we've forgotten what the film was called or something. You'll do the whole family proud. Yeah. Um, and then Bill actually says that he sort of says that they're not his actual family, and. Um, the dad says, don't talk to your mother like that or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he takes offence, does, does the fatherly thing, defends his wife. And then Bill says the immortal line, fuck you, butthead. Yeah, which the first first time, I mean, I, I I didn't like that because the first bit was very aggressive. The fuck you bit, very aggressive. And then butthead is like just kind of like a kid. Yeah. It's sort of like, a, like a 10-year-old insult. Yeah. But obviously, yeah, I know why it was in the film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's, that's what he says anyway. So that's, that's, that's the harsh name he calls his dad. Yeah, and then says he's moving out and he leaves. Yeah, off to, off to Blanchard's funeral. Mental note I've written here. Don't invite Milo to any other open casket funeral. <laughs> yeah. Because Milo says that Blanchard's well, corpse... Well, it, it, it's weird because uh, it's, it's, it's in the church. The, the, it is an open casket, so there he is. There he is, laid, laid there. Um, they walk all the way up to the coffin, Milo and Billy, uh, look at him, and then Billy says, Blanchard. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, 
Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that means we're in the right place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just I just thought it was an unnecessary thing for them to clarify <laughs> yeah. who, who it was because we've met him. It's not like he's a character we've not seen, but uh, and he did say he was going to it. So yeah, but then, yeah, yeah. But then Milo just makes it far worse. Yeah, Milo says that it doesn't look like him or something like that. It does though. It does look like. Yeah, and Billy says, "Well, they never do." Or well, what the fuck? You? And then Milo just pokes Blanchard in the face. Yeah, it's the natural thing to do, isn't it? Where you think, "Oh yeah, the dead look doesn't look as much like him when he was alive. I better just poke him in this face." Yeah, see and, what happens. And cracks the the makeup. Obviously, yeah. they've had to reconstruct his face for the funeral. Yeah, and uh, just pokes a big hole in his face, <laughs> <laughs> which will be nice if his parents have yet to view the body. <laughs> <laughs> He said they must have had to do a lot of reconstruction work on him. Like, yes, Milo, yes. He was in a fucking car accident. Yeah, yeah, he was smashed to pieces, wasn't he? <laughs> Good thinking. Why don't, why don't we elbow drop him as well? <laughs> <laughs> See what happens. You bloody lunatic. Um, there he is there, being thrown out a window. <laughs> <laughs> now just hitting him with a chair <laughs> just to see what happens with his face. Uh, Marty, the popular geek, turns up and uh, adds another point. <laughs> uh, adds another point to the sort of movie name bingo that we're having, where uh, everyone has to mention the name of the film. He needs to tell Bill about his family, but he's not going to do it there. No. And he has to meet at Franklin Canyon. Named after the wheelchair-bound <laughs> <laughs> character from Texas Chainsaw. God, I hate that guy. <laughs> Blowing raspberries. <laughs> Come on, Franklin. It's going to be a fun trip. Uh, what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sally. Oh. Sally. Oh, God, just punch him. I don't care if he's in a wheelchair. Just punch that guy, will you? Yeah, the raspberry boy is just oh, fucking God. sitting over the edge. Anyway. Yeah, th- this is a telltale sign of horror films. If you can't tell them something and you need to meet them somewhere, one of the people... In the, the dead of night. Yeah, one of the people is going to be killed. And sure enough, it's it's Marty, the, the, the little geek. And Billy finds him in the back of his car with his, with his throat slit. Yeah, he, he he hears he hears laughter again. He's uh, and it's just there's a car with its uh, indicators flashing. He opens the door, out falls Marty's body with his throat just like yeah, just gushing, out, gushing yeah. blood. He walks through the woods for a little bit. He finds a is it a sweater? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a some quite awful yeah sweater, isn't it? Yeah. It's Ted Ferguson all over it. That sweater. He wears stuff like that. Yeah. And he gets attacked, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, as he's wandering through the smoky woods. Yeah. And um, somehow ends up, at, he, he gives chase to the attacker and he somehow ends up right outside Clarissa's house. So that's helpful. Yeah, yeah, I know where she lives on the edge of the woods. Yeah. Nor does he, actually, because he says, what are you doing here? And she says, I live here, which is true. <laughs> so yeah. it's a stupid bloody question, to be honest. <laughs> it's like Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> I, I, mean, I have no idea why he asked that question. No. Because I knew it was her house when, when we saw it because we'd already seen her house. Yeah. So what? quite why he doesn't know that why she's there. It's just, oh, shut up, Billy. <laughs> I know, I know, you, you know you're probably in shock, but what a stupid question. <laughs> yeah, he leads her and some cops to the, to the car. And again, another rule in all horrors is if you get the cops and, and leave a body um where it is and you come back to it that body will be gone and this is what happens here yeah it that's not the car 
Not even the same he car. He says, no, he says it was a Volvo and does a little bit of advertising. It was a Volvo, actually, because I, I noted that down. It's one of those old Volvos that looks like a, a kid's drawn it. It was just perfectly square. Mm. The bonnet's square, the roof's square, the boots, everything about it's just squared. Car. Wheels. Yeah, yeah, it didn't sell very well. Like a, like a Mr. Men car. <laughs> I wonder it was stock. <laughs> the, yeah. police, the police blame it on, on Billy being on drugs, rich, or both. And then after some verbal abuse, they uh, they let him off with a warning. Yeah, that'll teach him that. Yeah, that policeman's a dick. It was the same policeman as well. Yeah, he's in yeah, every... The same, the same policeman that was uh, uh, got the one accident poli- earlier. They've got one policeman in this in this uh, in Beverly Hills, by the look of it, and it's this guy. And then he ends up sleeping in his trunk with Clarissa. Yeah. That's the end of the scene. Yeah, yeah, just just sleeps. Imagine seeing a dead body, you would have trouble maybe going to sleep. Plus, uh, why is he not sleeping in her house? Because I think she offers it. It's right there. When he says, no, I'd rather sleep outside in the cold. He says, no, I'm not in the mood or something like that. As if (laughs) if she was offering sex, but she wasn't. She just said, stay at my house. Yeah. Weird then. (laughs) Yeah. Because they they are, aren't they? Aren't they? Or are they still in the woods in his Jeep? They're still in the, the side of the road. All right, so they just sleep by the side of the road with his legs kicking yeah, out because he wasn't in the mood. Yeah, for sleeping in a bed. Yeah, so obviously Carissa says, "I'll stay with you." Then. Yeah, he's like, "Well, no, that's the, that's the point, surely." Yeah, he's not in the he's not in the mood for what then? Just comfort. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bloody idiots. <laughs> um, Billy turns up the next day for the debate at the school. I mean, if you've just seen someone get murdered, you're out of there. You're not turning up for a fucking debate at school. He's got stuff to do. Yeah. To be honest, if uh, if he was murdered, they'd probably close the school or something. Yeah. You'd think. Yeah. But they haven't. Well, they haven't found the body, have they? They think Billy's drugged or rich. Or both. Or both. <laughs> uh, he sits next to his sister and he, conf- he confronts her about what's going on and the sister has, doesn't have anything to say about it except that she's worried about him. And that's it. We crack on with the debate. Yeah. Uh, but he, he, he doesn't go for a debate, obviously, because Marty's dead. So he just stands up and uh, tells everyone that he's dead, uh, which they laugh at, which is nice. It's a it's a bold <laughs> opening gambit for a presidential campaign. Yeah, yeah my uh, my opponent's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all laugh anyway, as as high school kids would. Uh, finding out a classmate had died, they just like, <laughs> yeah, well done, Billy. He bring yeah, so he brings up Blanchard's death. There's no accident, and um, that society. Mm. killed them both society is to blame to, for keeping uh, yeah they killed them both to keep to keep society secret or something like that whatever the hell yeah, he's we still don't about. know what he's on about at the moment and that's the end of the film everyone believes him <laughs> and uh, they all go to jail yeah that's pretty good yeah and uh, he lives happily ever after with Clarissa and her mum oh, oh no wait Marty Marty turns up actually oh Oh, hang on. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I've written that as well. Yeah, I've written that Marty does, in fact, arrive and uh, says, <laughs> what's going on here? And everyone laughs and thinks, Billy, you dick. He had car trouble, the geeky yeah, twat. car trouble. And he was like, <laughs> and there's like a little laugh. Yeah, I mean, Ted Ferguson's in the front row. He's got a very, very nice sort of ring he got from fucking Liberace or something. Yeah, yeah. And, he's, and he's wearing that fucking jumper. He is wearing that jumper. He's got the sweater with him. Yeah, and he is pissing himself. Yeah, maybe we get some close-ups of Billy looking, like wondering what's going on. Bit of sweaty, bit of sweaty Betty going on. Yeah, nice to that his sister's backing him up by also laughing. Yeah, in his just face. just laughing at him for being an idiot. 
And I have to say, if, if we're mentioning uh, Heidi Kozak's performance as a girlfriend, we've got to mention the guy who plays Ted, because I think he's great in this film, that guy. Yeah, never seen him in anything else. No, his name is Ben Myerson, and I had a look, and uh, he has been in Speed 2 Cruise Control. Mm. He played bridge officer number one, so <laughs> it's not really wow. been in anything. He's really taken off since. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> but but I think he I think he's probably the best thing in the film, to be honest. Well, he's, uh, he's a tycoon. He doesn't have to... Uh indulge in films does he doesn't need the money yeah he's clearly a tycoon that's how he signs his telegrams <laughs> yeah um so i just wanted to give him a little mention because i thought every time he was in in the scene he was the best thing in it anyway billy runs out like a little bitch yeah <laughs> he just runs yeah, out like... everyone's just laughing at him <laughs> it's not a good look for you poor hero. little billy milo obviously follows because he's a fucking lap dog and then uh, he tries to make him feel better by explaining it was actually him who put the shrunken head in. There was a shrunken head in his locker at one point. Yeah. The sex doll. He did all of that. And um, yeah, by, not sure why. And by explaining, I, I mean, Bill asks him why he did it, and Milo just says, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's so it's, it. Yeah, it's not just me then. I thought, I thought maybe I'd missed a, a vital point there, but Milo's <laughs> just a bit of a prick yeah and billy actually sort of takes the blame himself he says oh i guess i can be a little uh whatever the hell he says yeah paranoid mentally unstable that's not his fault sure he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to say sorry to milo for that yeah maybe he did say short but not because he's five foot three but because of his temper Ooh. <laughs> yeah then punches milo <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> until he was dead and then they go over and kick <laughs> pokes, the sh- pokes hole in his face. Yeah, they kick the shit out of Blanchard's corpse for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> which which they've taken home. <laughs> they put a Ken action figure yeah, in they, his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you meant they'd replaced it with a Ken action figure <laughs> yeah. in the casket and nobody had noticed. Doesn't look like Blanchard. <laughs> yeah. He's smaller than I remember. <laughs> Just poke it. <laughs> He's about 13 inches tall. <laughs> Yeah, he, I tell you what Milo does do, however. He, he does admit to following Bill on that night uh, at the canyon, and he, he says that he saw Ferguson uh, and his friends uh, doing the old switcheroo with uh, Marty's corpse in the the um, the car. I don't know why he didn't... He He's not sp- had time to mention that before, <laughs> I don't know though, why he didn't speak up at the debate or go to the police with Bill, but there we go. That's when we find that out. And Billy's... It's a load off for Bill because he thought he was going mental, but this vilifies him. Yeah, which is even worse, really, because it just means he's right. Which in turn means that there's loads of weird shits going on. Yeah, and then they so, can know, cop- it's, it's, Yeah, it's, it's, it's not calming that. It? <laughs> you yeah. don't think, oh, thank goodness, so everyone is a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah, and is I am he- probably going to be killed. Oh, thank goodness. That, that's, that's how he plays it, though. He's very <laughs> yeah. relieved. Thank goodness for that. Thank goodness I haven't made it all up and I'm in serious danger of death. Yeah, and um, that's when they concoct a plan. Yes. Probably. You never Mate, hear it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the plan is that Billy goes back to his house. Here's the plan, Ken. Yeah. Billy goes back to his house. Yeah, I'm with you. Milo yeah. waits outside in the car. Gotcha. That's the plan. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> that can't possibly go wrong. <laughs> he goes inside his family house, and his family are there with Dr. Cleveland, the psychiatrist, and the old creepy judge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the horrific Judge Carter. Yeah, they're all sitting together in the lounge waiting for him to return. All, all in like a little semicircle again, like like Ted and his friends were. They're just yeah. all waiting. Yeah, and he's instantly ambushed uh, by the EMTs. 
which are you know the the, the guys from Blanchard's uh, crash site who refuse yeah. to speak to him. They're yeah. in on it. Milo, Milo's just watching an ambulance back up. I don't know. I mean, the the plan may should really have involved him doing something if anything went wrong. But he literally is just sitting outside the house <laughs> watching, <laughs> doing anything at all, just other than sitting and watching. That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the second part of the plan was do something if needed. <laughs> not, not just you stay here forever. <laughs> it's just him blinking very slowly watching the ambulance back up. <laughs> and... um yeah, they, they they wrestle him to the ground inside and um, they inject him with some drugs. Yeah, and off he goes. They take him away. Yeah, and Milo, thankfully he follows. He doesn't yeah, just yeah, watch he doesn't it just, just sit there and go, Ooh, right, I'll never see him again. <laughs> he, he, goes, does, he does follow him, yeah. He follows him to the hospital, um, parks in a handicapped space, which I didn't appreciate really from Milo. Yeah. No. You know, I, don't think, I don't think they're there for a reason. Yeah, not, not in the not, 80s. Well, of course they were. <laughs> <laughs> they just got a little bit elaborate with the drawings. Yeah, I think no, so. No, I think they were there for a reason back oh. then as well. All right. Yeah, he asked the receptionist um, for Bill Whitney, and um, the receptionist says that there's no one there by that name. And she ends up making a phone call because he says that he just arrived. There's a little bit of a there's a corpse in the in the hallway, and he goes mm. to lift the sheet up. Yeah, but then she comes back and says, oh, do you mean William Whitney? Yeah. You know, because Bill has confused her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as it would. Yeah, so he doesn't get to see who the corpse is. He'd probably just have poked it in the face anyway, you bloody lunatic. Yeah, put it in in the sharpshooter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just suplex the corpse over the desk. (laughs) Thankfully, no. (laughs) Thankfully, somebody just takes it away before he gets his his hands on it. And... um, yeah, she's like, oh, you mean William? And, she's, and he said, yes. And uh, she says, yeah, well, you have to go to the morgue. And his reaction to that is fantastic, the way he says no. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, d- he doesn't agree with that <laughs> quite strongly. No, 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 no. And then it just turns out Bill isn't dead. There's no sort of build up of, oh, maybe he is dead. It's the next shot is him just lying in a in a bed. Yeah. Well, Milo doesn't know this, obviously. He's yeah. distraught with his no, 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 no business. No, 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 no. And he's he's in Dr. Cleveland's office. He's got a, uh, an office in the hospital, Cleveland has. You would have thought a psychiatrist would have his own sort of setup, but no. No, 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 no. He's got a, an office there, and um, he wakes up. And there's a. It looks to be a, a surgery going yeah, on. Yeah, so, some sort of activity behind the the curtain. You know where you get the the curtains that you suddenly swing back and uh, something's there or something's not there. This is like shadows and noise and like chatter and stuff. He's he's very sweaty again, Billy. He's very very sweaty. We get a cut outside to Milo, who's now seen that uh, Hoops the Jeep is now parked next to his car, also in a handicapped space, which, again, I didn't appreciate, um, which he finds a little bit weird because, obviously, it wasn't there when he arrived and Billy's dead. So that, that's a bit of a weird thing. That throws another bit of weird into uh, into the mix. And, uh, yeah, so... He, he... I would say that's the weirdest thing in the film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're wrong again, aren't you? <laughs> I might be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Bill drags the curtain down with him. <laughs> he doesn't do it subtly. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he's, he opens that curtain so forcefully, he falls to the ground, <laughs> wrapped in it. Yeah. <laughs> he really wanted to see what was behind it. And it turns out that nothing 
is behind that curtain at all. Absolutely nothing. And a, a sign of the inexperience of the director is it just again just cut straight to him just leaving the. There's no sort of transition or nice or any flair to the the sort of attempts at jump scares or anything like that. No. It's just literally that's happened. Okay, the, on there's, with the there's film. nothing there. He's on the floor now. He's back up and he's leaving. Yeah, and he comes out the back of the um, the hospital, and Milo's still there in his jeep. Well, one thing I didn't like again. I mean, there's a lot in this scenes that I, I'm not really liking. Is that he comes out of the hospital, he tears off his wristband, and he just throws it on the floor. Even though there's a bin right behind him. Oh, I didn't like that. Yeah. There's a bin right there. As soon as you walk out of the hospital, there's a bin on your left. He walks past the bin, he tears off his wristband, and he throws it to his left. He still throws it to his left, so he could have put it in the bin. Oh, it pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the weirdest thing that happens in this film, that wristband being thrown to the ground when there's a bin. Yeah. I mean, Bill's acting like a drugged-up fuck at yeah. this point. Yeah, he's kind of gone, he's kind of gone tough. He's kind of yeah. gone rebel without a cause, even though we've no idea why. Yeah, he seems sort of fine with everything that's going on now. Yeah. It's sort of like, yeah, well, you know, yeah, that, it just, is what it, it is. Yeah, I'm just going to sort this shit out right now. And then Milo, quite rightly, actually, to be fair, points out that this is obviously a setup. I mean, they've even bought his Jeep for him. Mm. Um, he's clinically dead. He's He's been, he's classed as dead. So legally, he's dead. So anything else can now that happens to him is fair game. Yeah, this is what Milo's worked out in these. Uh, you know, while Billy was littering, yeah. Milo's working this shit out. Yeah, he says they're they're setting him up for something, and Billy doesn't give a fucking drives off and leaves Milo there. Mm. But not on his own. No, no, because Clarissa's mum's in his car, and it's like, why? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, does that ever explain why? She's no, like, no, no, she's just in his car, and she starts fondling his hair. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. His Brillo pad hair. Yeah, not sure why. He drives to Clarissa's house and. Gives her the jelly bean line again. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why. And then he immediately starts getting violent. We've gone from jelly bean to slapping her in the face. <laughs> yeah. She says things aren't the way they seem and then tries to get him to stay for a while for some sexy sex. Mm. I'd have gone for it. He doesn't. No, he doesn't. He declines and then she tells him not to go home. Yeah. He's all, oh God, he's all sweaty now. And the line he says when she just says not to go home is this. Don't go home. Are you kidding? They want me home. It's time to party hardy. Who's hardy? I don't know. Does he not say party hearty? It's party hardy. Well, party hearty rhymes better. Yeah. And hearty is a thing, isn't it? I think it's you like can be hearty. Party hard. Oh, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> it's just, Either way, it's a stupid thing to yeah, say. Yeah, I just like to marvel at some of the 80s sort of sayings and stuff that people are saying throughout this whole thing. Yeah, it's like there are some sort of stupid phrase off. Let's see who can come up with the most stupid and pointless thing. Billy uh, gets back to his house. He grabs a knife and he, he's going to confront his parents. It's like the mirror of the opening scene where he's sweaty. He's in a vest again. He's got the knife and he's in his house. Dark. Can hear laughter. Yeah. And uh, again, Bill just absolutely useless at plans or anything like that. He's instantly ambushed as soon as he walks into the into the place. And uh, there's it's just there's a massive party going on of, I would say, predominantly old people yeah would you just, say? just old old guys really it's yeah. a lot of old men yeah it says ted ferguson and his group and then pretty much old men and women mm. um the cops there you see the cop he's been on it female axel rose is there with the highest hair you'll ever see yeah i'm not sure how she's part of this to be honest looking at her you'd think she'd be like out on the streets like some sort of punk 
yeah. in, in a gang with a switchblade. But no, she's uh, she's a part of the the high end of the society spectrum. Yeah, Marty, the popular geek or whatever, is taken over as Marty is there. Yeah, he's he's there just laughing. And also the psychiatrist, Doctor Cleveland. Mm. So he's been in it as well, Can't as if you couldn't that. you couldn't guess instantly. Can't believe that. that what a twist. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Judge Carter. Yeah. And it's actually Dr. Cleveland who introduces the, the creepy judge's guest of honour to the party. Billy, meanwhile, B- Billy's been uh, taken down uh, by, the, by the guests, the, the police, and they've got him on those like, sort of dog control yeah, snare. poles. Yeah, they've, they've got him on, in those, so they've got that around his neck. The, so just so he can't do anything. So they, they've got him trapped now. So now, now they're free to show him exactly what the hell's going on. The judge... Um, He's a horrible, horrible character. His line is... I do love the smell of the hunt and the taste of the shunt. <laughs> yeah. And to, be, and to be honest, you've got to be careful saying both of those. <laughs> I mean, that's just, it's just an odd line altogether. <laughs> I don't know how many takes that must have taken for, the, for him to have got that right. But uh, yeah. dear, dear goodness. Plus... Plus, he's an old guy. It's horrible. Horrible an old guy saying things like that. He's just like a slimy old man. It's just like, ugh. Yeah. And uh, and here we are, Ken. This is the final act and mm. probably what the film is most famous for, which mm. is the shunting scene. Yeah. Uh, I bet no one knows what the hell the shunting is, but nah. we're about to tell you right nah, now. I'm not sure we're going to manage it. <laughs> God. Yeah, um, yeah. It, Billy gets told you were never one of us. Uh, everyone's there. It's like um, so, somebody's uh, somebody's brought in from an ambulance outside. Um, they've got a pillowcase on their head. Um, it's it's like Clarissa. Clarissa's there now as well. Yeah, Milo's outside again. Yeah, just he's, watching. He's just he's just, wa- he's just watching with Clarissa's mum, who keeps touching his hair. Um, yeah, apparently it's going to be a double header. That's that was the phrase used. A double header, both of them, Billy and whoever this is, with a, a thing on his head. The the psychiatrist um, it kneels down after the mom. The mom confirms that they're not um, related to Billy, and um, basically Cleveland says, "You're you're a different race from us, a different species, a different class." So again, the this you know some pretty on the nose social commentary again. Um, but there's something about good breeding and all that sort of shit. Yeah, he, he accuses them. Uh, Billy accuses them of being aliens, but uh, no, you're, no. Wrong, you're wrong, Billy. They're not aliens. They're just different. Just something else, really. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I was trying to find that out actually, and the, I think like Yuzna was saying, like they're, they're sort of they're they're not they're human. Oh, the fuck, fuck knows. It's something to do with humans, but they've been here the same as long as us, and they're just a different kind of human strain a different strain yeah yeah just just based again on the no social commentary pretty much um yeah yeah. but the person with a um, pillowcase on their head is revealed to be none other than blanchard he's not dead it was all a setup which seems quite elaborate really especially if they're all in on it i mean what's the point i mean they could have got away with a closed casket surely the only people who are unaware of this now are billy and milo at which point, why the hell would they go through such a long and contracted way of just pretending Blanchard's dead? Yeah. It just seems pointless. Anyway, he's not dead. He's uh, he's there, and he's uh, he's involved now. 
I was actually thinking as well with Heidi Kozak's character, what the fuck happens to her? She's not seen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. she's not film. in it again, is she? No. I'd have thought she maybe she's going to turn up at this party and she's one of them, or she might come in and help him or something. But no, no. she's not in it again. No, it's odd, no. isn't it? Yeah, and, and you know, at this point in the film, I would much have preferred if we'd have gone some sort of hostile torture scene where we get some gore porn, torture porn, and anything like that. That's just. That's just not what happens, <laughs> because no. what happens is far worse than that, in my opinion. Well, I think the original, when when the um, the scriptwriters came to to um, the director with this script, that it was a, it was more of a classic um, slasher kind of mm. sort of death cult kind of thing going on, and then it was Yuzna that actually turned it into this fucking what a, mess. <laughs> what a Perf. Yeah, well, what a freak. You know, anyone's seen Reanimator. Yeah, but <laughs> and from beyond knows this. You know, we were all aware of Yuzna's work. Anyway, uh, we get we get to see some slugs on a plate again. <laughs> they were yeah. the hors d'oeuvres for the evening. Always good. Yep. And then we yeah, also it's, it's like it's just some kind of orgy, some yeah. sort of orgy of sorts. Yeah, everyone starts just to remove their clothes when Blanchard's in. Yeah, and uh, Ferguson gets promised a job in Washington from the judge. Yeah. So we've got an opening in Washington this summer. And then um, there's a fucking shot of the, the psychiatrist just feeling up Bill's sister. Yeah, that's, that's, hor- that's horrible anyway. But. Old man just copping a feel. Yeah, and the, the, the music, the music at this point, uh, you get the Blue Danube Waltz is playing in the background. Um uh, by Johann Strauss. Yeah. If anyone's out there is interested from 1866. Um, and once when I, w- I was uh, I was studying, it was used in Stephen Burkhoff's adaptation of uh, Kafka's Metamorphosis as a classical piece of music, which uh, was it's looked down on by the elitists. It was because it was a popularist piece, and uh, they used it to signify their high class. Uh, but it was in fact mocked by the real high class and i've got no idea if that's actually the reason they used it here it's just interesting yeah it's <laughs> oh yeah i say interesting yeah you you judge that yeah we'll probably cut that out actually it's it's so not interesting that we'll cut that out it's probably the most interesting thing said in the whole fucking <laughs> podcast to be honest Ken. so we'll probably keep it in yeah it's um yeah that that was it that was that piece of music was used to denote um illusions delusions of grandeur that is that is a, a nice little bit of upper class trivia there, Ken. Thank you. Well, gonna, no, thank you. I'm going to undercut it by saying that the mom admits to having sex with the daughter or some shit at this point, <laughs> saying that she has she's been getting a lot of pleasure from the daughter recently, or yeah. something like yeah, that. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Let's get back to it then. Yeah, uh, <laughs> enough of this shit. Let's get back to the incest. Yeah, now everyone's all covered in slime and and uh, they're just rubbing each other. Yeah, and... there's an orange light glow attached yeah. to everything, as you say. Um, Strauss is playing. Um, yeah, and then, as you say, um, the shunting. Yeah, this truly this, starts. This, this is the shunting. Apparently, uh, somebody somebody grabs someone else's buttocks and their fingers go into the skin underneath the skin. It's, it's, it's their faces are sort of attached by the mouth to. Yeah, the, they're like sort of like suction masks now attaching to other people's skin. It's <laughs> it really is just odd, and it's just so weird. And I don't know. I mean, you know, this this kind of thing. I don't know if it's if it's supposed to be sexy. I know it's sexual in in its sort of tone, but it's just horrible. 
Yeah, it's it's sort of people's bodies melding into Blanchard, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, which which comes to comes to a head with Judge Carter himself, who's who's stripped down, and there's a lot of um sort of old people's sweaty faces, mm. full camera shots, laughing into the camera, and then the judge turns up in his pants, climbs slowly on top of Blanchard. Mm, yeah. Um, I mean, screaming my George has got a lot to a lot to answer for with with this sort of shit. To be honest, yeah, it's just so he lives up to his name, isn't it? But uh, yeah, the mom the mom in the middle of this. Just before we get to where we're going, <laughs> the mom calls the dad and the sister over, and they disappear off into the bedroom together. Mm. Um, and then uh, Clarissa's had enough of this shit at this point. She tells Ted to stop it and grabs the the dog pole thing off him, and then spits right in Ted's face again. Some people would pay money for that. And then again, Ferguson decides to hit us over the head with some more social commentary. As he says, the rich have always... Well, it's not probably... Phrasing's probably not quite right here from Ferguson, but whatever. The rich have always sucked off low-class shit like you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure that's a direct quote. (laughs) It is a direct quote. (laughs) That's exactly what he says. And I'm like, I don't think he meant it like that, but there we go. And then he grows a, a massive tongue. <laughs> that's, oh yeah, yeah. The, the, for like, everything, it's like a piece of ham just yeah. falling out of his mouth. Yeah. For everything that Mad, Mad Screaming Mad George does really well in this, there's some really awful looking effects in this. This is one of them. The next one we'll talk in a second about the mom. Oh fucking hell, it's bad. Well, J- Judge Carter, uh, he utters, and this is again a, a direct quote. He says, "Now we'll get to the bottom of this." And in doing that, he rams his hand up Blanchard's ass, his fist, <laughs> right up there, and it comes out of his mouth. Right, right out of his mouth. <laughs> it's just punched him all the way through. Pulls out of his mouth, grabs his face, and then it's it's just there. It's just there. His hands sticking out of his mouth. And he starts and he's grabbing like, at his face. Yeah, he's, he? he's like wearing him. He's, <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and everyone else seems to love that, and they all carry on and get involved. And it's it's now it's like, well, you don't know where one person ends, another one begins. And it's actually really, really good effects from from. It, it's it's good at what they're trying to do. It's yeah. not good to see at no. all. It's 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 far from it's being the hand good. out the mouth, and then he starts grabbing and literally pulling the skin off the top of yeah, the face. That's that's really good. It's yeah. It's, well, I say as I say, good. It's 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 good effects, and everything in this is uh, is natural. Is is proper effects, not the yeah, CGI. Practical, practical, not natural. Um, <laughs> far from natural. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, there's a there's a, a line as well which I really didn't like just before that happens where someone turns to the judge and says he's good and pliable your honor <laughs> and then the judge climbs on him oh. oh fucking hell it's horrible yeah anyway run Billy says Clarissa yeah <laughs> just remember well, it remembering that Billy's there <laughs> yeah just before that we actually see Milo attacking the policeman who's outside the house oh yeah yes yeah he's doing something yeah, yeah that's right he's bringing uh, Mongo with him yeah the mom attacks the policeman and then Milo ste- seals his uh his cop hat <laughs> and that's enough of a disguise that he thinks for the shunting well they're a bit busy <laughs> in fairness <laughs> yeah. he didn't really need to wear the cop hat did he no, to be no, honest nobody cares yeah Oh god, the judge. Yeah. Is it now, now the psychiatrist got some sort of like face like a clown, a bit like uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker. He seems to have a little bit of a, a smile carved yeah, into bit his of a, face. Yeah, bit of a Chelsea, a yeah. bit of Heath Ledger in there not, as not, well. Not actually. sure. Not sure what that's all about. Um, at one point, his head 
is a hand. Yeah. <laughs> and he then extends his own arm with the same hand that like sort of like the yeah, it's like it's like Spider-Man kind of thing, yeah. like like he's firing webs. But it's like the the two sweet sign from yeah. uh, wrestling, it's, uh, the, the click used to do. It's that is that exact hand gesture on top of his head. Yeah. I mean, on top where his head should be, it's that. And then the hands in. He says, "Let me give you a hand bill." <laughs> yeah, which is quite funny, you know, considering the circumstance. Yeah, in the confusion, Bill runs into a room and locks the door behind him, and uh, we get some more mental shit from George. Screw you, my George, as we see. Bill's mum with arms for legs and hands for feet. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they walks over, walks over to him on, on these hands, and, and they're, they're they're man's hands as well. They've got yeah. quite hairy forearms. It's obviously supposed to be the dad's arms, but the the the, the doll and the wig that uh, supposed to be the mum is just awful. Yeah, it really is quite it's poor. So <laughs> bad, and I don't understand why didn't they just create some sort of like arm leg leggings things Suits for instance, thing, yeah. Yeah. yeah rather than have it looks like real arms and then sort of a doll on the top it seemed would have been more easier to do it the other way around but it is what it is and she walks over to him and stands above bill who's on the ground and then the sister's head mm. appears from where you can only imagine would be her mum's vagina yeah <laughs> what the hell are we talking about yeah yeah let's hope for let's hope nobody just tuned in there <laughs> If you have any edible fantasies you'd like to indulge in, Billy, now's the time, says the sister. Yeah. Edible fantasies. It doesn't make any sense either, no. but but I don't think we really need to worry about that now. Well, you don't even get time to worry about that because we then get probably the most well-known effect of the film, probably the most talked about scene in the film, <laughs> which is Bill's dad. It's probably the most used still image as well. Yeah. I mean, you could probably get meme after meme on this one. <laughs> Yeah, if you if you uh, if you have Shudder and you click on Society to watch it, this is the the still image that is on the. Uh, yeah, so don't do page. it by accident. No, <laughs> don't let your kids just have a quick gander through. Uh, Ken, can you explain to me what the fuck's going on here? Give give us a, paint us a visual image. <laughs> okay, so we hear some noise up from the bed. Uh, there's a, the silk or satin sheets there. Um, not sure what's going on. I've uh, already seen what probably saw things happening and then the sheet comes off and um it's it's the his dad's ass it's a, <laughs> his dad's buttocks with uh, his face in them and it's like his face is on his backside so his face is where the arsehole would yeah, be and, it's, and, it's, it's his face and then cheeks either side uh, yeah and then the legs and the legs <laughs> down yeah and he's making raspberry noises as well which is not nice and uh, he then says and this explains the previous I, w- I will say that it also gets its own music it's sort of this like <laughs> tuba going <laughs> it's fucking horrible <laughs> Well, son, I guess you're right. I am a butthead. <laughs> hey, 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 Bill. <laughs> and that was, that was the entire reason behind the insult earlier on. Yeah. and They, they interviewed Screwing My George and he said that that was the whole reason. Yeah. It's the same so visual It's joke. just a really bad insult as i said earlier but that's why you know you know in reanimator the head giving head thing mm. is a visual joke this was the same thing he wanted in this and this is what he came up with 
well, son, I guess you're right. I am a butthead. And mm. then laughs. Yeah, his ass is his own head. Is the words I've written down. How do you get work as an actor after playing playing this role, Ken? <laughs> no, I don't know. Clearly, Ted didn't. <laughs> That's true. His name is Charles Lucier. I looked him up to have a look, and uh, he plays realtor in Hand That Rocks the Cradle, and then he also has a very minor role in Tank Girl, and that's the only things he's been in. Well, the only things that I've known. I may actually remember him from Hand That Rocks the Cradle, now that you've mentioned that, yeah. His last uh, his last ever film, I think I think he is retired now, 2001, his last role, he played a character also called Realtor, so he, he found himself a niche of that playing I've Realtors. Met, yeah, yeah it, it suits him. So yeah, the answer is I guess you don't get work yeah. as an actor after being the arsehole of your of yourself. No, I, I suppose as a highlight reel to show prospective employers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's me sleeping with my daughter, and here's me as an arse. Yeah, and here's me with an arse head. <laughs> yeah, you got the job, buddy. What do you think to the actual the look of that? Do you think it's good effects, or do you think it just looks ridiculous? I think it looks absolutely stupid. It's, it looks it absolutely rid- awful. I think, but it, I don't know. If if you're listening to this podcast now, just pause it and look this up. You'll find it. In, if you type in Society 1989, it's probably the first image that will pop up on Google search, but it's just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> As is the whole film, but that that just that is just mental. Um, <laughs> he, 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 Bill leaves the room of his parents, and Dr. Cleveland, he seems to have forgotten that Dr. Cleveland's just right outside, and he ends up capturing Bill. And uh, obviously, Dr. Cleveland got his doctorate from the Jack Frost School of Puns, because uh, as he traps him, he says, just another hang-up Billy. Just just shrink-related puns, as well as the fact that he's hanging in with a fucking dog noose thing, whatever the hell it is. And uh, uh, as you were talking about with the... You get downstairs, and it's just... It's kind of like just meat sacks. Yeah, all. it's just horrible. It's just all slimy flesh all connected to each other, all intermingled with each other and And then there's like there's like slow down funfair music playing. Yeah. It's just oh (laughs) Oh dear. The judge looks like Pizza the Hut from Spaceballs. Oh he does actually at this point. Yes. yes. (laughs) He's just a blob with a with a face and a cigar in his mouth. And as you say, uh, it just turns into just it's just this massive creature that does look like one of the Salvador Dali paintings that I mentioned earlier on. And then uh, Milo sneaks in. You see him. He's in disguise. And oh, he's uh, got a hat on. <laughs> he's got a policeman's hat on. Good work, Milo. Yeah. And uh, Bill then challenges. I don't know why he's in any position to challenge anyone, but Bill does challenge Ted Ferguson to a fight. And the rules of the fight are, obviously, Billy wins. Uh, he can leave, along with Clarissa, who seems fine now to just be a traitor in the midst um, and if Ted wins, then that just doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean that doesn't and, happen already. I don't know why they're having a fight. And full on, full on shunting, <laughs> shunting <laughs> to the max. They can shunt to their heart's desire. Shunting plus. I don't know why they would even admit he's already captured. Why would they then say yeah? Let's I don't, do it, this. It, it seems quite a quite frivolous, really. Maybe just to uh, again show that Ted is superior to Billy. Yeah, the big monster melts back down to individual people and then the judge um, gets old Danny Glover on us. He says, I'm getting too old for this. 
as he picks his hair out of his teeth. Yeah, and he, he's got the uh, he's got the birthmark now, the beauty spot from Blanchard's face. He's got it on his own face. Um, Doctor Cleveland, he disappears off. He goes to grab the Whitney family from upstairs, uh, as they're going to want to see this. Uh, meanwhile, the judge he turns into the ring announcer for the big fight. Mm-hmm. Hailing from Beverly Hills, <laughs> with lineage dating from Julius Caesar and Genghis Khan. The master of the hunt, the champion of the shunt, Ted the Tycoon, Ferguson! And in this corner, from nowhere in particular, Bill the Bastard Whitney. Gentlemen! Begin. Begin. It's unsurprisingly one-sided because Ted's probably about a foot taller than than uh, Bill. <laughs> yeah. So Ted and, just and, beats the shit out of and him. As we know from Jack Frost, if you are a foot taller than somebody else, then they can't kill you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Clarissa tries to help at one point. She gets knocked away. Milo gets beaten up by the crowd because he takes his hat off. And yeah, they realize... and they think, oh my goodness, look, he's not a cop. The, the mom turns up and runs interference and sort of lands on on uh, Ted so that delays him a little bit and then um, Ted decides to give uh, Bill a, a big old kiss yeah yeah which is horrible <laughs> yeah. it is yeah uh, Ted goes for the old fist of the anus finisher <laughs> <laughs> the feared yeah. the feared finisher yeah it's why he was removed from the WWE roster <laughs> <laughs> the shunt as it's called um, but Bill, Bill blocks him and he twists his arm around like it's a fucking little rubber fist <laughs> which it is of course by this point because he's he's in transition again yeah and uh, then he gives it right back to him he gives himself a, a shunt to remember <laughs> not himself <laughs> <laughs> i really don't like it <laughs> he gives ted uh, he yeah. rams his fist right up there yeah right up there as there's, well. a, there's a great sound effect from ted as he moves away from it bill is, with the yeah. mouth yeah i got this the best noise in the film <laughs> i've written down i couldn't remember what it related to until you just said it yeah yeah, yeah. it's horrible noise <laughs> <laughs> yeah billy shunted ted and his fingers appear like his thumb comes out of his mouth and then his eye his fingers come out of his eyes and poke his eyeballs out yeah like, like a bowling ball yeah in reverse yeah and then just fucking pulls him inside out yeah it's like a, a hell like of a, a just wears him like a glove puppet grabs his face and then just withdraws until he's just <laughs> inside out no, on no, the floor yeah no bones just uh well, he was and... he was getting ready to to shunt yeah yeah uh, just just worms and some some blood, I guess, and just just, just, just inside just slime out. and and shit. Yeah, and it's only now that Milo draws his gun. <laughs> Milo had a gun the whole time. Yeah, he was a cop, and he was pretending to be a cop. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they get out of there just in time for Bill to punch his dad in the face because his dad says that he's not allowed to leave, so he punches him in the face, calls him a butthead again. Yeah, clever. And we don't think you need that three times here that joke. And then they speed off in a car and. Um, the judge is, is left with Dr. Cleveland and he says that he might have an opening in Washington after all. I don't know if that's supposed to be a really good joke to end it. I, th- I think it was. It was a joke just because Ted's dead, but they'll carry on. Yeah. It's also daytime again now. 
Oh, yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, I don't know when that happened. I don't know how long they've been there, shunting. And that's literally, the film just ends there. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what happens to the girlfriend. Um, they just drive off. Nothing happens to anyone else except for Ted, who's inside mm-hmm. out. Uh, that's it, and then we get some choir music of the. Uh, yeah, it's the, just the same tune again. That's it. That's that's the sh- that's. Uh, I was going to call it the shunting. That's society. That's the yeah. film. Yeah, that's society for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if that doesn't sum up society, nothing will. It's alive! It's alive! Ken, what did you think to the film? I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it because it freaks me out. It's a good film. It's very well made and. As you said, most of the effects are very, very good. Um, but I don't, some of I, them are fucking bad. But but, yeah. but, but I, I I I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like what it is. I don't like the stuff they do. Honestly, I told you I would much rather see people be slaughtered and ripped to pieces, torn to pieces, have bits cut off them any day. <laughs> I would much rather see that happen than uh, what happens in this. Yeah, I just feel uncomfortable watching it. It is one of those. I remember watching it first time, and uh, uh, I can't remember the phrase I I, I mentioned to you, <laughs> but uh, that's how I felt. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I mean, is it is it sexy? And you get all these sweaty ladies, all these beautiful sweaty girls, and everything. It's just like, <laughs> wasn't it? I I don't know whether to wank or vomit or something like that. You said. I'm not sure that was what I said. <laughs> Mom, mom, if you're listening, that is not what I said. <laughs> we'll cut that. Because <laughs> she does listen. <laughs> I know I'm a grown man, but still, you don't really want to tell your mom that. It's alive, it's alive. This film actually came out in the UK first. Came out in eighty nine in the UK, and it didn't come out in uh, the US until ninety two, and uh, the, it was much more favoured in the UK. The US really hated this film. The UK are a bit more um, warm to it, I guess is the, the phrase. Yeah, that's us though, right? <laughs> why not? Yeah, because we're all we're all a class system, aren't we? That's yeah. why. Yeah, we know what it's about. Yeah, I think that I think the, the the UK audience and the reviews and stuff got what it was trying to aim for, whereas the Americans just thought it was disgusting. <laughs> well, it is. It's a, it's a satirical piece, I guess. Yeah. But done in a really really disgusting way. Yeah. He actually, Yuzna um, came up with the idea backwards. Like he came up with the shunting idea first, and he had a. a <laughs> but night- he did. <laughs> he actually said that was a nightmare that he kept having. <laughs> so he wrote that and then reverse engineered the the the, the script. Well, to be honest, after watching the film, it's also a nightmare that I kept having. <laughs> Did you have a favourite death scene? I mean, there's only two deaths in the film anyway. There's there's Marty with his cutthroat, and then um, oh yeah, but he's, Ted not, he's not dead. That's a, that's a fake. It's a hoax. Yeah, and then Ted Ferguson. I think well, it's got to be it's got to be the inside out Ted. Yeah, is there any other deaths in this film? Well, Blanchard. 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 I, I, gets I guess shunted, he does. He? he does eventually get shunted to death. Yeah, I, I guess both of those are really, are really good death scenes. I guess probably Ted just for the inside out bit. Yeah, it's a bit more immediate, isn't it? Yeah, I'll go with that one. Favorite character? I was going to say Clarissa's mom, but she's not really. She's just there a bit, isn't she? Yeah, there's no one really that likable I mean, in it. I mean, I really, really don't like the dad. Yeah. But as you said, he's very good. Yeah. And awful. He's horrible. 
Maybe the gardener. <laughs> the, <laughs> the gardener, slug gardener. Ho- holding up slugs with his chopsticks. I mean, my, mine would be uh, either the, the girlfriend or Ted. I think they're both really good in it. Probably Ted, I think. I think the actor who, who plays him does a good job. Fair enough. You can have that. Favourite line is obviously, fuck you, butthead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't really appreciate that. <laughs> no, I don't know. There's loads of good lines because there's loads of stupid lines. Yeah. Isn't there? I mean, the, the, the tea with... Yeah, you want me to pee, pee in it. Yeah. Anything so, she says is... A- I'm serious, actually. You know, I'd, I'd probably say, yeah, go on then, and just see what happened there. <laughs> that's what this film's done, you see. It's made that... Even even that's now sexy. <laughs> uh, pissing in my cup. Yeah. Again, Ken's mom, if you're listening. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this film messed with me anyway in, in all of these aspects. It made things seem sexy that aren't, and it's weird. Still, Still now. <laughs> oiling, oiling, oiling things up. I wish you could all see the haunted look on Ken's face. <laughs> he's recounting he's, he's bringing this, bringing it back. <laughs> it's like oiling, oiling up, you know, and all that stuff. It's probably because of this film. I mentioned that I like, oh, the, I like, the, I like the to see, yeah, women. I like to see muscular women all oiled up and stuff. It's probably, <laughs> it's probably because of this, all of this, and their sweaty slimes and stuff. It's like it's all, the, all the old people. No, <laughs> come back into the the youngsters. But yeah. Yeah, I think it is this film. Very <laughs> Brian Yuzner. He's done this. Yeah. It's him. <laughs> and I think that's it. That's that's our review. We're going to end on blaming Brian Yuzner for Ken's so, sexual so. fetishes. <laughs> and, uh, I'm going to blame somebody. <laughs> can't be yourself. It can't be me. That's not going to stand up in court. <laughs> He's nice and pliable, Your Honour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> So yeah, that was our review of uh, Society, and as always, we now crack on with Ken's film pitch. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> it's alive, it's alive! Yeah, difficult one. Difficult one, really, for a, uh, a pitch that's relating to the film we've just reviewed, uh, which we do try and do, um, and I can't think of anything. I honestly can't. Um, the only thing I would suggest is some sort of porno starring the cast of Cocoon, uh, <laughs> which, <laughs> which, which I'm, uh, I'm not going to suggest or go into in any Steve detail. Gutenberg. <laughs> Gutenberg's there, yeah. He was, he, he's the young buck of the group. <laughs> yeah, I think the rest of them are probably dead anyway by now, so that wouldn't work. So no, forget it. That's a stupid idea. However, I've got another pitch that's <laughs> totally unrelated to this. Um, and... Uh, I'm going to go for this one because I've been I've been holding on for this, uh, hoping that we'd get uh, some sort of creature feature uh, to review, which I'm sure we will uh, very soon. But this one, this one I've got, um, it's it's based similar th- sort of theme of uh, animals in somewhere like snakes on a plane. It's it's like that. So, uh, but it's bears in a prison. Yeah, you like that so far. That, that might be yeah. what it's called. I don't know. We might actually just call it Bears in a Prison. Uh, and some bears run amok in a uh, maximum security prison. What do you reckon? How do the bears get in the prison? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you weren't going to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like it. <laughs> See you next done, week. Done. <laughs> um, well, they're being transported um, from somewhere to somewhere else. Nice. And um, as as always, uh, bears are transported by helicopter <laughs> in a net underneath. 
<laughs> I think. Or just loose. Not, not in, in, <laughs> They're in, in a net. I don't care what her name is. What I want to know is, are they in separate cages in a net? Oh, or? yeah, why not? Yeah, they're in crates. <laughs> just, just loose, just all piled, because <laughs> their arms poking out. <laughs> yeah, okay, then, yeah. Uh, of course, of course, they're in crates. They're in separate crates. Okay, now. <laughs> you don't just throw loose bears into a net. No, you know nothing of, of foliage. Transport them by helicopter. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> just lying on their backs. <laughs> it's all tangled up. Thinking, what's going on here? <laughs> no, of course not. No, they are, in fact, uh, in crates uh, being transported, perhaps perhaps to a zoo. Yeah, I think that's probably the main reason why you transport bears. Yeah, I mean, obviously zoos can afford helicopters. <laughs> they <laughs> can, if it, yeah, because they've got like top bear specimens. <laughs> <laughs> That's, so why the pe- that's why the people go to the zoo, <laughs> to see the bears. <laughs> so um, what happens in the helicopter? There's a storm. There's a storm and the helicopter uh, crashes, loses control. And uh, so so they don't all die on board the helicopter. I think it's pro- probably a military helicopter, why not? I Taking it, it yeah. to the zoo. You know, no, 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 no. They're, um, they're military um, and they've been messing with the bears, and they were just going to go and dump them in a zoo after they got shut down by the government. Well, these are trained bears. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they do anything, you know, with animals. These military guys. Yeah, it sounds like yeah, it. Yeah, they, they don't care. So the bears are then <clears> just <throat> loose in the prison. Uh, the helicopter uh, loses control in the storm, and they have to drop cargo. Uh, otherwise, they would die. They do die anyway. Uh, they they crash afterwards, but uh, you don't know that at the point of uh, dropping. So right. they they release the cargo and they land in the uh, exercise yard of a maximum security prison. I guess the the helicopter can crash into the prison, which gives an opening for the bears to to run into. But no, I was just going to wait for the guards to take everyone out for uh, exercise without <laughs> looking <laughs> for <a> bear. bears. <laughs> I suppose the, you wouldn't, would you? You got the bear hiding behind the door, <laughs> <laughs> on his hind legs, waiting, waiting for him, just creeping around yeah, the bear, sneaking about. <laughs> they've been they've been uh, adapted by the military, so you know they know stealth. Can these bears uh, talk? <laughs> Don't be stupid. <laughs> so as if they did, John Goodman. No. Oh, oh, John Goodman could be in it. John Goodman's the warden. There oh, you go. Nice. He is in it. See. See, I'd watch this now because I, I like John Goodman. Yeah, yeah, he's the warden. He's never seen anything like this in his life. He's never seen a bear before. <laughs> he's only read of them. <laughs> he doesn't even know what it is. <laughs> he's read of them and imagined them to be uh, fake. He knows Yogi Bear. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't think they're even real <laughs> bears. <laughs> yeah. He saw them on a film and he thought they were made up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no. Um, yeah, why? Yeah, okay then. Yeah, so the helicopter does crash. Yeah, okay. okay. Why not? Is there anyone else in this film? <laughs> just John Goodman. <laughs> just go, John Goodman and some bears. <laughs> yeah. Of course there is. There's bloody it's the prison. There's yeah. people in prison. It's not an empty prison, although it may be going through some sort of uh, renovation. So. <laughs> yeah, so there's only a few people actually get access to the bears and vice versa. Yeah. Is, uh, is there any sort of prisoners who are well-known to us as... as- are they going to be characters that survive? Yes, or? there's there's going to be a, a host of characters, mm-hmm. um, each with a different background, uh, each bringing their own particular set of skills uh, to the film. I think we're going to have Danny Trejo, 
he's in it. Obviously. Yeah, he's in it because he's, he's, he's always, he's always in, in prison. He's, he's always in prison, isn't he? Yeah. No offence, Danny. Done a great job turning your life around. Yeah. Yeah, so he's in it uh, as a Mexican. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I've, nice. done, I've done my homework. Against cast. I've done my homework and I've uh, figured that one out. Surely the prison warden should be played by Carl Weathers. No. Not on this occasion. Hmm. Although he's the only like lawful authority, but uh, wait till you hear who the military guy is. <laughs> You'll never guess now. <laughs> <laughs> is it Carl Weathers? It is Carl Weathers, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He plays he plays the colonel. Colonel, Colonel Carl Weathers. <laughs> colonel Carl Weathers <laughs> comes in to take these bears down. <laughs> he's the only one who knows what's happening. Yeah. So yeah, but it'll turn up later. Um, Is there any sort of set pieces, anything to look out for in this that's going to sell the the project to someone? I'm going to use real bears. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's a good idea <laughs> in an enclosed environment. Yeah, well, that's that's the see, it shows the danger. Is there any side plots to this, just rather than just bears? Is it anything we care about with the warden or with the with the prisoners? Um, one of them's just coming up for parole. Good. Yeah, a family, family man. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Danny Trejo? He's probably it? innocent already. You know, he's innocent. No, no, no. This is a, some a youngster that we haven't even come across yet. I don't know his name. Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. Um, Edward Furlong. Yeah. Yeah. The wholesome looking yeah. Edward Furlong. <laughs> He'd do it. <laughs> yeah, he fucking would, yeah. He'd yeah. do this podcast. He'd do it. <laughs> He'd do it. It's alive, it's alive. Edward Furlong's going to get paroled soon. Uh, he's, you know, he's on his way out. He's made friends with everyone in prison. And then bears. <laughs> bears turn up. All the film is in a storm as well. Mm. It's just like one perpetual storm going is, on. Is there one sort of like leader bear? Yeah. Gary. <laughs> he's in charge of the bears he's like the big boss fight at the end of the Gary Gary Edward against... Furlong against a massive bear <laughs> against Gary against Gary the big bear yeah or is um, it or is it um, Carl Weathers against the big bear no Carl Weathers saves uh, Furlong yeah by um, blowing Gary up with a in, uh, he's got an internal uh, explosive device who, Carl Weathers? <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> He's had that since. No, Gary. <laughs> Gary has. Oh, right. Because they're military bears, you see. Oh, so they were... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they've all got... Uh, yeah, they've all got grenades. In their right. anus. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> it's the easiest place to put them. They've been shunted. <laughs> Although... Although, to be honest, if you try and put a grenade in a bear's anus, it probably ain't going to go well. <laughs> Thinking about it, it's probably not the easiest place. <laughs> no wonder this That's got shut down. That's a good life down. lesson. <laughs> no wonder it got shut down. That's a good rule of life, kids. <laughs> Don't put grenades at bear's anuses. <laughs> and uh, on the outside, he's married to Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. That's his wife. Yeah. That's his wife outside. Is like Corey Feldman? No. <laughs> He could be in it. Yeah, he could be in it as well. He could be the uh, he could be the one that uh, screws everyone over. Yeah, Let, lets the bears in on purpose. Yes, because he's just nuts. so he can escape on his own. 
and leave yeah. everyone else behind when they're all trying to uh, survive. And what what I'm worried about is, what well, one obviously the insurance is going to be through the fucking roof with, mm-hmm. with bears around. Yeah, and that's when you don't take into account the fact that you've got Corey Feldman on set. Yeah, who <laughs> would also probably yeah, would not get yeah, insured to be yeah, and insurance. Edward Furlong. <laughs> yeah, well. It, it, we're going for the reality aspect. We've got know. a better chance of making this a film if we break into a zoo, steal yeah. a bear, and just let him loose in, in Corey Feldman's house. <laughs> house. Okay, well, we could do that. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got more chance of that, then let's do it. I'm up for that. What's Carl Weathers going to be doing? Carl Weathers probably just watching it on the news. <laughs> <laughs> just shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just shaking his head and thinking, that's ridiculous. <laughs> He'd be right. Right, so we better go. Where the fuck does Corey Feldman live then? Let's hope there's a zoo nearby. I'm not. <laughs> this has got to be. I'm not hiring a helicopter to fucking take the bear to his house. <laughs> it's like his art imitating life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, really do it and drop it in. That's the only way we're going to get this fucking film made. Well, th- there's no other plot. So, I mean, I guess. <laughs> Well, then there we go. I don't think we've got any uh, d- <laughs> Yeah, I, d- I don't know. I mean, you caught me off, off guard on this one. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I thought you were going to think of something to pitch, <laughs> and uh, you were throwing it at me. If I had to do a society one, it, it, you'd have to do it like a either a, a prequel and how that all started, or a sequel. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to watch either of them. So. No, no. I think it's a, it's a good standalone film. Yeah. Definitely doesn't need a sequel. <laughs> no, I'd rather not see that again, to be honest. <laughs> and I think we can all agree on that. So we will close this episode on that note. Yeah, sorry about the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Still, if you want to see bears in a prison uh, with the with that cast, let us know, and we'll get some money together, and uh, we'll find out where Corey Feldman lives, and uh, we'll stick a grenade up a bear's ass. <laughs> As great, soon as possible. What a great night out. <laughs> Just another typical weekend. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Bad Movie Cult. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Uh, we, are, we have a group there on Facebook. Just uh, search the Bad Movie Cult and you'll find us there. Uh, if you can leave us a, a review on iTunes, that'll be fantastic. Or a follow. <laughs> only, only if it's favourable, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> please don't don't actually tell the truth. Yeah, and and a follow on Spotify and wherever you wherever you get your podcast from, be much appreciated. And uh, I think that's all that's left to say is um, thank you, Ken. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for, yeah, yeah, you're more than welcome. <laughs> thank you for sitting through society. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair bit of shunting gone on at my behest. Yeah, <laughs> this wasn't your idea. No, it wasn't. No, I, I cast this to the back of my mind forevermore. <laughs> Only now has it brought it back, and so many memories. Well, wait until you see what I've got you watching next week. Oh, man. (laughs) So from me, Dominic Lawton, and Kenby Wilde, we'll see you next time.
pixelated breasts.